Hi, Revelation Wellness friends. This is Dana Seymour, your podcast editor. Hundreds of Revelation Wellness instructors all over the world are ready to lead you through the Wellness Revelation. The Wellness Revelation is an eight-week book study written by Elisa Keaton that will challenge you to get fit by seeking God first and foremost. God wants to set you free from what weighs you down and from what keeps you from your marvelous purpose. Through this study, you'll learn how to live well, both physically and spiritually, so that you are best equipped to love and serve others from a whole heart. The Wellness Revelation will change the way you love God, yourself, and others. Groups are forming now and will begin in February. Both in-person and virtual options are available on various days and times. Make sure to swipe up for directions on how to find a group. We know God has good things in store for you through this study. And now it's time for another Revving the Word. We hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Lift the corners of your mouth to begin with. Let's fix our face. The fact that you're upright, breathing through your nose and out your mouth, able to see what's around you, taking a breath. This is a gift. So let's set our minds on the things above, not on things below. The things above, righteousness, peace, and joy. That's what they're focused on. Things below, size of your waist, shape of your thighs. I want you to right now, take it all in, integrate yourself, with gratitude (laughs) and this song will help a little bit good morning good afternoon good evening I'm Elisa Keaton and so happy to be with you and move your body so let's get moving on a scale of 1 to 10 1 being laying in bed Eyes open, you're not that. (laughs) 10, all out effort, all out effort. We won't get to a 10 today, but we will have a moment to shake some dust off our feet. And remember, this is always an invitation. You're doing it right if you're moving, you're upright. You're feeling, thinking, and choosing to do uncomfortable things. You do hard things. You are made to encounter hard things. In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus says, but take heart. You will overcome the world because he has overcome. All right. So we're going to move our body, continue today talking about community, relationships, friendships, the body of Christ. 
This is the last part. We wanted to take our time with this. I, I like to give you deep. I don't want to just give you surface teachings since we have time. All right, I want you to chew your food. And I want you to have to cut into it. We don't just eat fast food with the scriptures. Whole foods, all of it, the sweet and the sour. We're gonna eat it all. And today we're gonna talk about what we need for community. What's needed to form a healthy community. And really what I'm gonna talk about four main things that community is not. So if we just focus on what it's not, we can call out, right? Because we're more able to notice the bad than the good. We're prone, we're easily able to notice bad. Your brain's wired for that in order to keep you safe. So what we will not be a part of we're going to focus on that. It's very simple. Because there's a lot more yes in the community of God than no. There's a lot more yes. There's a lot more permission. There's a lot more. But there are some no's. We don't do that. Everyone, we don't do that anymore. Right? So as you move your body right now, take a deep breath, inhale. God, we welcome you here. Come and use this time of moving our bodies, getting the blood flow up to our brain, into our working muscles, into our tra traveling blood with oxygen. Do a renewing work in us, God. We give you permission to change us. We are people who don't just hear the word, but do the word. Look at us, God, we're doers. We're gonna do this. <laughs> now give us the grace to do it. Give us the grace to live your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Good. Lift the corners of your mouth again if they fell. Uh-huh. Truly, you know there's neuroscience behind the fact that if you smile, it changes some of the chemistry in your body. Especially if it's sincere. Especially if it's like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not that worried as I thought or let me remember righteousness, peace, and joy. That's what you're a part of in the kingdom. And that's good news. And good news lifts the corners of our face. If our eyes are open to see, our face will open too. All right. 
Scale of one to 10 now. Five, anything above a three, you're out of bed. Walking around the house. Three, four, five. Five is putting groceries away, walking back and forth to the car. Some effort. Now, anything over a five, it's active. Cleaning the house. You're vigorously moving in some way, five and higher. Let's go for being a seven though. At a seven, you can close your mouth to breathe. Three to five breaths, but then it gets a little uncomfortable, okay? Anything eight or higher, you cannot close your mouth to breathe. More than two breaths, three breaths max. Good, you're doing it right. All right. What's needed to form a community? Well, let's look at what it says in Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. Paul saying, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. This is the word of the Lord. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. See that there's a doing there. Walk. Put some feet to your faith. Match me, God's saying. I've called you for this purpose, on purpose. Now walk worthy of that. Match me with all humility, gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Isn't that who Jesus is and was when he walked the earth? Yeah. Philippians 2 talks about the humility of Christ. It's a fantastic passage that he considered his life not his own, gave it for unruly, wildly people, rebellious people. His humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with the disciples and even those who mocked and spit on him. There's the hard part, right? Now hear me, <laughs> you are not a doormat. This is why 
when Jesus sends the disciples out and they go into communities that don't receive them with their humility, gentleness, and patience, they were to shake the dust off their feet. Keep on moving. Don't curse them. The blessing will leave them as you leave. But keep walking in a manner worthy of the calling. You are an ambassador of reconciliation. Do you know that? When you step into a circle of two or more, or one or more, you're an ambassador of reconciliation. Things come together because you are there. Things rise up. Dry bones live. Uh-huh. Before Jesus went to the cross, John 17 records his high priestly prayer. Think about that. This always sticks with me. He's about to die for the sins of the world. He's done no wrong. He walked in a manner worthy of his call with humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain unity of the spirit and bond of peace. Now he knew he was disruptive to the legal system. That's why he said, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword, because the sword of truth heals us so we can be in a bond of peace. We're wounded to be healed. Be a seven. So, his last prayer he would pray. Right? Praying. One of his last prayers, just to be clear, because I think Jesus spoke. Whenever he spoke, he was the word. He spoke in prayer. He spoke the language of heaven. So when he says, my father, why have you forsaken me? One of his last recordings of word he said, he was still praying. He was still trying to stay with the father in the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. In John 17, he prays that high priestly prayer, God, make them one. Just as I am in you, you are in me. Make them one in us. Make them one. Unity. So, what's not allowed? What don't we participate with in godly community? in a community that pleases God's heart, that answers Jesus' prayer. First thing, what's not godly community is not allowing for differences. Not allowing for differences. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. 
for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body though many are one body so it is with Christ I've mentioned to you guys to you guys that we are living in a post-Christian world people are over it they don't see anything special in Christianity or faith those who believe are primarily doing it out of fire insurance to itch their moral or scratch their moral itch their morality itch to kind of belong to something because they were made to belong to community so a faith one is contractive right especially one that says hey you get to be broken here great I want you to move up closer to an eight in this song so but what happens if you look around in a community that is about self and not God it will lack diversity yeah go ahead and be an eight come on have fun <laughs> we allow for differences that's walking in a manner worthy of the calling look at Jesus's ragtag bunch of disciples it's awesome they could barely agree on stuff other than hey Jesus can we cast down fire and burn these villages that don't believe in us that don't believe in you which is really don't believe in us come on you must allow for differences Now, keep the main thing, the main thing, Christ. Christ, lift it up, the teachings of Christ. He's most beautiful. And so in a post-Christian world, they are looking for something beautiful to see. Words are not gonna convince them anymore, friends. Because if it did, they'd be saved. There's plenty of access to the word. They've heard it before, but they haven't seen it. So communities with differences. Come on. The goal is to believe, but first we belong. Get on in here, right foot, left foot. We'll teach you how to walk in a manner worthy of the calling as we study the scriptures and pursue the most beautiful one, the one who holds us together, Christ. He's better than anything you could want that would drag you away from the community. Come on, he's better than. So in community, we are all laying down our preferences. 
for the presence of God. We want more God. So get on in here. Young, old, different race, ethnicity, ability. I'm telling you, that's the beauty of Revelation Wellness. If you took a snapshot of our close to 3,000 instructors that we've certified through the years and sent out into the world of fitness, woo! Head scratching. We are a motley crew. <laughs> we disrupt the status quo. And it makes the body of Christ beautiful. So people take their eyes off their navel gazing and think, where do these people get that, that power, that kindness? You can't offend them. You punch them, they come right back for more. Stay an eight. At an eight, your mouth is open to breathe, but still breathe through the nose. So allowing for differences. Now, main thing's the main thing. Christ. You don't get to hide out in the body of Christ and keep your sins. You don't get to give God your heart and keep your body to yourself. No stowaways. But diversity in walking it out, absolutely. Get on in here. Walk it out. The second thing that is not godly community is if we're lacking empathy, love, and compassion. Empathy. What's the definition, definition of empathy? It's not just, oh, that must suck, I'm sorry. But I'm with you. I feel your pain. Your burden is my burden. Although you may not have walked their road because of the differences, you can empathize. This is who Jesus was. That's why he had compassion. The word compassion means to be with. Calm is with passion, suffering. Godly community is attracted to suffering, friends. Attracted to it. Not offended by it. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Come on. Y'all, how kind is it of the Lord? He calls his disciples to walk with him, even before, to belong with him, to come follow me even before they really believed. They kind of believed, again, it's fire insurance. 
They believed to scratch their moral itch. They believed there's something compelling and beautiful about this Jesus. It was his compassion. He looked on people and saw that they were like sheep without shepherds. Get on in here. Follow me. Spend time with me. Watch the way I work. See my character. And you'll believe. Believing. Then our behavior changes in community. We're kind and patient with one another, bearing with each other's burdens. If you lack empathy, it's because you're scared. You're rigid and life has hurt you. Come on, pull back to a seven. Someone lied to you, betrayed you. Someone who you were supposed to belong to betrayed you. And the message sent to your brain and your soul was survive. Stay safe. Don't let that happen again. Don't put your guard down. Be suspicious of everyone. And that's a calloused mind. And you won't have empathy. You won't have access to empathy. To walk in other people's shoes. This is why in every community, there needs to be space to share your story. To talk about your day. And what's going on. And others listen. Don't try to fix it. You're not a project. You're someone to be prayed for and contended for, to get back to walking in a manner worthy of the calling. Humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love. So Christ's community does not lack empathy, the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Let me just tell you, side note, that comes from your ability to shut off your fight, flight, freeze, shut down your sympathetic nervous system, and jump into your parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system, which is our be still and be loves guy. So if you're just doing revving the words, you're missing it. You could be coming like a religious, zealous person, getting hard-hearted, <laughs> creating a monument of safety for yourself behind the Word of God. Let the love of God knock down your walls. Get up to that empathy brain. that part of you for love and reason and optimistic thinking. The third thing that godly community 
does not do. Does not. Again, if we focus on these four simple no's, everything else is a yes. This is why God gives us 10, hey, do these 10 things and life will go well for you. And then Jesus comes and boils it down to two things. Do these things and the rest will work itself out. So in a godly community, people are not the enemy. Say it with me. People are not the enemy. <laughs> people are not the enemy. Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Armor of God keeps you standing and walking in the call worthy of an enemy that wants you to stop. Verse 12, for we do not, do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not fight flesh and blood. But the rulers against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. It's a spiritual battle, not a physical one. This is why communities of God, they better have a pretty, vibrant prayer life because you cannot fight in the flesh what is spiritual all you're working out all your strength training green juice drinking right choices of living all your wellness it's not going to change anything you're fighting the wrong battle that's a subcategory yes take care of yourself so that you are sober-minded to the battle that is spiritual. People are not the enemy. I want you to push back up to an eight. As you move and meditate, express and meditate, people aren't my enemy. Think about that for all those people that you are prone to use your words to bite or even your thoughts, your negative lacking empathy brain people are not the enemy go towards an eight and if you have something to work out maybe push to a nine communities of God 
are dressed in the armor. They're dressed in armor. A helmet of salvation, a breastplate of righteousness, a belt of truth, a sword of the spirit, which is the word, a shield of faith, and their feet ready with the gospel to go and walk in a manner worthy of the calling. Right? And that's a big deal right there. I want to just tell you, communities will get fat and overweight spiritually, lethargic, numb, sedated, if we are not going and giving away the gospel. Elisa, what does that look like? Well, start in the easy places. Start in the easy places. Hmm. When your child or your loved one, your family, your closest to, right, the closest to us tend to take the, be- the most beating because they're stuck with us because they, they belong to us and we belong to them and we take that belonging thing for granted. Start there with the next time they say or do something to hurt you or that hurts you, you feel as if they did it to hurt you. We don't do that anymore. This is the enemy trying to destroy your family or your hopes or your dreams. Your prayers try to get you to stop praying. Stop it with that upright living and that you should really take off that armor. Isn't it heavy? You should take it off. It's not doing anything, right? He convinces us. He has no hands. He's just really mouthy. This is why James says, be slow to speak, quick to listen. So you get to bring the gospel, good news, into a bad news situation. When you start doing that, when the body of Christ, when the community of God does that, that's an active community. Y'all, over our 3,000 instructors, listen, not all of them are out teaching because we tell you it's not about the fitness. It's about getting you. Fitness is a measure of ability. It's about you being able in heart, mind, soul, and strength to be a bearer of good news, good tidings. It's amazing, but you got to integrate yourself to it so that it's not just theory. It's not just words floating out from a stage on a Sunday morning. You have put it into practice. You do scary things. You take risks. It's hard, like a workout, but you are working out your salvation. And communities that don't work out their salvation, you wanna know what they are? Cults. They just become cults or religious, hard-hearted, dead weight communities. Walk in a manner worthy. Walk and talk. Walk and talk. 
And as you do that, the body of Christ, the dry bones start to rattle and come together. Walk it and talk it. Walk it and talk it. Walk in a manner worthy of the calling. All humility, gentleness with patience, bearing with one another in love. Listen, you don't get your love from people. You get your love from God. Then you can love people. This is the community of God. Come on, some of you today, right after, you're going to turn this off right now, and you're going to go and practice on the JV team. Go. Speak life over the person you love that has wronged you. Bring good news. I'm telling you, it's a Jedi Jesus move. Whoo! It'll cut to the heart. And if you don't see immediate change in the situation, doesn't matter. All of heaven is lined up behind you, backing up this good news. You put on your empathy brain. You keep your love on, which is the most highest supreme law. Love and compassion. Leaving room for the diversity. This isn't the way I would do it, but hey, you're not breaking any commandments. Go with it. And this is why we see so many different forms of faith communities, different expressions of worship. Go ahead. Let them. You're not better than. We're not better than. Christ is better. Make it about Christ. Communities that make it about Christ, they're healthy, they're whole, and they stay out of becoming a cult that manipulates and controls, or dead weight religious community that yells and screams. Both are living in their limbic brain. They want control, power. We have given that up. Just like Christ gave up his power, considered his life not his own for our sake. The fourth thing that I'll just highlight that is not part of a godly community. So if you are doing any of these things, just repent. Go ask for forgiveness. You can do it. Oh, and this is why instructor training. Get on over here. If you cannot get your feet to walk get over here we'll take care of it actually we won't the holy spirit will the presence of god father son holy spirit and you bring your whole self to the altar in revelation wellness instructor training you bring your whole self and you learn to walk and talk think belong believe then you'll behave not because you're being manipulated, but because you've fallen in love. You met love 
and you'll never be the same. It changes everything. It's not just head knowledge. It's visceral. This is my God. And I must let others know he's better. He's better. He's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Come on. What's not in godly community? My fourth and final point. Gossip and backbiting. Woo! I'm telling you. Gossip and backbiting is the quickest way to destroy a community. James tells us that it's our tongue that sets worlds on fire. If you start talking negatively about a person, gossiping, you just, you like being in everyone's business because it gives you some sense of safety, control. Repent right now. You are, you should get off the prayer team. Get off the prayer team. Because you are, you could light a forest fire and burn down something good. There's no gossip. But here's the difference. There is processing. I'm gonna be real honest, because we need one another to wash one another. The difference between gossip and processing, I just gave this teaching to our community of instructors, because it's important, it matters, right? Because the quickest way to destroy a community is with negative words. And bad words, negative words come from negative thoughts. We have to renew our minds in view of God's mercy. And so the difference between gossip and processing, I love it. I asked my 17-year-old daughter as I was working on this teaching, and I was trying to get a clear, make a clear line of what it is. So Sophia walks out of her room. I said, hey, Sophia. What? What's the difference between gossiping and just processing or talking to a friend? She goes, oh, that's easy. Gossip wants agreement. Bang. Come on. Gossip wants agreement. Gossip is for those who don't, do not know who they are in Christ. Those who do not know that they don't need agreement with another. I don't have to agree with you to love you. Gossip is for the hurting, the flailing. They're like, I've been hurt and I need someone else to agree with me. Help me lick my wounds. Or I'm really concerned about that person. So I'm gonna go to this person and violate trust just so we can quote, pray for them. That's gossip. Listen to me. Jesus can take care of it. The Holy Spirit, pray. But in processing, you don't need agreement. What you're asking of another is help me. Help me to keep my love on. I love them. I believe them. This is not a gossip moment. Help me. If you've had a confrontation, something happened with them. I always say first, go to God. 
there's so much. We're so quick to take it to people before God, and that's gossip. Take it to God. First, take it to God, and if you can't, let Him read you and tell you what you need, get your empathy brain on, and you're stuck, then go ahead. You can talk to someone else who's going to point you back to unity, who's going to pray, contend with you for unity. They're not going to rally onto your team. Oh, come on, friends. We are not 17 anymore. And listen, in its finest expression, this is what counselors are for. Go process with a counselor. They're paid to help you stay whole. A Christian counselor points you back to community, helps you work. Plus, it's a neutral party. They're not gonna take that information and stir the pot that destroys godly community. We must renew our minds in view of God's mercy because God's mercy fuels community. Thank you, God, that you have lit a fire in us today to want what you want, the prayer that you prayed for our unity, that we need communal unity with you first. With you first, God, as we've learned, community starts with you first before others. And help us now, Lord, in this very swirly world of all kinds of diversity and all kinds of teachings, bring and make us one under the beauty of you, Christ, your matchless beauty. Make us like you, to match you in holy healthy and whole community. In Jesus' name, amen.